three, two, one, go. everybody to the tribe of the fours podcast a podcast from three puerto rican friends coming together to do deep dives into star wars and other nerd related media these are our batch fridays where we talk about bad batch season two episode by episode today talking about episode four the fast and the furious right <laughs> <laughs> that was so obvious i didn't even see it coming uh, thank you though <laughs> i'm here to please but um, before we get into the episode, we would like to welcome to our channel, Megan Garcia from Beyond the Force. Bienvenida a the triad. Hi. Thank welcome you. For you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, and we're excited to have you. So always like, so I was telling Nani, like uh, before, before you jumped on, so we're always looking, as we said, Puerto Rican podcast, always looking to, you know, uplift other Puerto Rican voices and POC voices and minority voices. So every time we like see other, you know, Star Wars nerds, especially Puerto Rican Star Wars nerds, it's like, okay. We get extra please, excited. Please, we yes. get extra excited. So we're extra, Puerto extra Rican happy. Jedi. Exactly. We need that Disney Plus spin-off for the Puerto Rican Jedi experience. I would love and, that. Uh, if, oh, yeah. hey, sign, sign us up. You already got three. Yeah. So Disney, <laughs> I know Disney has a, what's the, that show called Gina J or something? Like the new Puerto Rican show? On yes. Plus. I haven't but, watched uh, it, but I've heard good stuff. I, ha I haven't watched mm -hmm. it either. I'm I'm waiting for some friends to watch it first before okay. and get mm -hmm. get their review because I'm on I'm the Last of Us right now, which Same. I don't know if you guys seen the first episode, but holy crap! I'm waiting so to good. binge like a couple because I know there's going to be illegal cliffhangers and true. I need true. to wait a little bit. It's yeah, true. but I'm very but excited. It's been mind blowing. It's been but mind blowing. Did, did any of you play the game? I I didn't play the game. I didn't I play the game. I am terrified of any like first person or third person shooters so if there's anything like that i can't but i <laughs> you tried. run away from it <laughs> i tried yeah. and i played like the a good part of like the first part of the game so i could compare at least that but i'm hoping yeah. that like my plan is to sit down and watch the gameplay and i'll just okay thrive through other people and then yeah that, that makes sense yeah. yeah 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 okay so, good we'll good see. so i, I suck at those games too so it's okay <laughs> Well, it's a, it's scary too. Like I'm not, and they're I, scary. I, right? yeah. I'm at a point in my life where I want to enjoy things. I, you know, I don't, I don't know what my heart rate is, and I don't want to find out either. So, uh, I, I want to blood keep pressure issues. Exactly. Anyway, that was a tangent that I wasn't expecting to go into the Last of Us. Uh, before we get into that batch proper, uh, Megan, like I said, thank you for joining us. And we haven't since we haven't had you on the podcast before. And, you know, want to get to know you. And I'm sure that everyone listening also wants to get to know a little bit about you. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what's your Star Wars journey? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, well, which one do I pick first? Okay, I guess about mm -hmm. myself. Um, I'm a Puerto Rican that lives in Puerto Rico. I'm an avid pop culture uh I don't know. I don't want to say addict, but I mean, it's, consumer, you could say consumer. so. Consumer, consumer. That's a better word. Um, so anything from books, mostly books. I'm a book mm -hmm. person, but uh, from books to TV and movies, anything has to do with pop culture. Uh, I'm an avid follower of it. And of course, uh, fandoms come into that. And that's mm -hmm. how Star Wars comes into my life. I must say, however, that before Star Wars became my sole character trait. Uh, it was Harry Potter. 
Oh, yeah. It was Harry Potter. Um, I was a Potterhead before. Up there. Right? <laughs> yeah. So before, I mean, I'm still a Potterhead at heart, but now yeah. my life is just has been taken over by Star Wars. Um, it happens. It's all of yeah. a sudden. You don't even realize it happens. All of a sudden, it's just like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, I'm in you this look life. around and everything's Star Wars all of a sudden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know, I guess like for some people, Star Wars is more of a family thing mm-hmm. and a generational thing, but I wasn't as lucky. My mom is a Trekkie and okay. yeah, yeah, and my father, <laughs> he he isn't into anything uh, of the sort. So yeah. um, I guess I got it from my mom, but Star Wars came into my life a little bit later, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I was like 10 or 11 and I went to Disney World for the first time and I saw Star Tours mm-hmm. oh, for the first yeah. time. Yep. And like old Star Tours, right? Right, yeah. and, right. The only one I've seen. So I, right? I don't even remember. It's been so long. <laughs> and so you, you visit the park for the first time and you have no context because like the other mm-hmm. rides, you know something about them and the yeah. shows and you've seen any of the other shows or whatnot. But then Star Wars, I hadn't seen anything. So it's like, Ooh. I don't know the context. I can't enjoy yeah. this. I mean, it's a fun ride. And I see the characters and it's mm-hmm. cool and all, but I don't know anything. Um, so I started from there, the interest. And then eventually <laughs> in sixth grade, it's always the English teachers that do the cool mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm <laughs> probably biased because I am an English teacher, but uh, it was my sixth grade <laughs> English teacher who um, during a Christmas, like the holiday party, mm-hmm. his yeah. idea of a holiday movie was Phantom Menace like i'm gonna play phantom minutes that's an idea and he made us watch it watch this movie nobody wanted to watch it because it was like we're in the mood for christmas and uh he made us watch phantom menace and from there i was i was hooked mm-hmm. i saw yeah. pod racing and i yeah. was hooked as a as a nascar fan uh, at the right. time i was like okay this is this is I, I need to watch the rest and that's where i started yeah and after that, there was no looking back. So, right. <laughs> Which means you I definitely love, I, loved yeah. this episode because I did. Pod racing I was your story, thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, so a great... it's so different. It's so different from all the other ones we've heard so far. Yes. Yeah. For the most part, people are just like original trilogy through my parents or I saw them in theaters so or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Or I love the different stories because I'm younger. Yeah. Uh, some people I've been hearing also like, oh, I got into it through Clone Wars or through Rebels. You're the first person that's been like, no, it was technically through Star Tours. So yeah. that's amazing. I love it. I know. So I haven't heard it before. So it's my favorite story right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then Star Tours and then episode one, which I think, and I'll keep saying it, is completely underrated. People like to, uh, you know, take okay. shots at that movie, but I, I, it's wonderful. It's one of I my love favorite that Star movie. Wars movies. It's great. It's, and it's so poignant to today's episode, where, which, we'll, which we'll get to in a bit. But I think we wanted to talk a little bit uh, before we get too far into, into riot racing. Uh, mm-hmm. Mando season three dropped, uh, Disney and Lucasfilm dropped the Mando season three trailer. So I think we're going to do like a fuller episode uh, before, uh, you know, everything is over. But we wanted to talk a little bit about it and get like some initial reactions about that trailer. We had gotten the teaser trailer a couple weeks ago. Uh, now we got the full trailer. What were your initial reactions? Megan, let's start with you. What do you think? I, I thought it was overwhelming. Uh, they, in a good was, way yeah. in a good way but it was like and and one of the guys was discussing this yesterday um um and beyond the force how are they gonna manage 
to tell so many stories with eight episodes because so many mm. people appeared in that uh, i don't know how long the the trailer is but like a minute and, uh, and a half so maybe. many characters <laughs> so how are you going to connect these stories and and yeah pay justice to all these stories uh yeah, right. so i'm a little bit scared especially after um those episodes we got in boba fight yeah mm-hmm, um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I-, I can't help but wonder is it going to be focus in man on mando or is it going to be focused on grogu mostly i want to see how they mm-hmm. uh which yeah. take they have on, on this mm-hmm. but yeah i liked it i liked that of course i'm gonna watch it but i'm a little <laughs> bit scared exactly <laughs> I, I, and i can feel that hey nani you are our resident uh, trailer skeptic you hate watching trailers <laughs> i know uh, but now you have a job to do and that is to watch right. star wars content <laughs> uh, immediately so what do yeah. you think? So I had actually skipped the teasers. So I knew nothing okay. when the I saw the trailer. Like as soon as it came up, it was like, okay, we have we have to watch the trailer. Plus Bando like put it up automatically. And then I was blown away. I mean, Pedro Pascal sounds amazing. Like him narrating it the whole way through was mm-hmm. such a good choice to go through it. It just, it gives you enough to just like make you more excited about it, but it doesn't you know, spoil anything. It mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. I think, just opens the doors for a lot of speculation that we're all going to get wrong, which is fun because we have mm-hmm. a little bit of time before it is released. I think it looks, it visually looks amazing. I love the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hearing all the notes is very fun, but I think it actually makes more sense now to have done those episodes in Book of Boba Fett because clearly there's a lot of storytelling that they wanted to do. So they kind of wanted yeah. to intro in Book of Boba, even though it did steal the spotlight from poor, poor Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think they did it on purpose because they realized that they had a lot to cover the season in only eight episodes. So I think there is good planning there mm-hmm. and they might actually be able to pull off all the story beats. We'll see. I don't know. Cause I love season one. I was a little disappointed with season two and I have high expectations Same. for three. So I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah, I think, and, and well, and I, before before I, I give my take, I want to see your guys' opinion on this. We see Doctor Pershing, we see him in a speed in a, in a speeder in a city in a city planet. Everyone's first reaction is that it's Coruscant. Yeah. But some people have been doing the theory that it's actually Hoskin Prime, and I think that's actually a pretty great theory, considering that you know that does become the capital of the New Republic. What do you guys think? Hosnian Prime or Coruscant? <laughs> I thought I thought it was Coruscant first, but I've only watched it once because mm-hmm. I, I feel like if I, I watch it more than once, I'm gonna go down a rabbit the hole. Rabbit hole. <laughs> and then be disappointed. Yeah. So I think it's Coruscant. Yeah. I would I love it if Coruscant, it weren't. Yeah. If yeah. it weren't, because they we've spent enough time in Coruscant. Like I wanna yeah. see other places, but uh yeah. I don't know. What what do you think? I think I think, I it's, Coruscant. think it's Coruscant. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, I do, I do think that there's. It's just like the theory about the Order sixty six scene that it might not be Order sixty six. Very likely that it could be something else, but I think it's at this point in the timeline and the implication of actually putting it in the trailer is that yeah. it necess- not necess- not that it necessarily yeah. is, but it that it's most likely Coruscant, especially because we saw it in Andor, we saw it on Kenobi, so yeah. I think. Maybe Lucasfilm was trying to capitalize on, well, we built all these assets uh, digitally and physically. So let's just, you know, milk them as much as we can before <laughs> we have to move on to the Discard, next thing. So. Yeah. And there's a lot of hunger in the fandom to see prequel era planets. So, you know, 
we didn't get to see Coruscant in the pre in the sequel trilogy, and people really wanted to see that. So I think since we don't have any movies right now, I think that's what Lucasfilm was doing. It's like, okay, we didn't do that in the films, so let's put Coruscant as much as we can where it makes sense on the TV show. But Hosmian Prime would be mm -hmm. awesome. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, that would be cool. Because it would be counterintuitive. Well, not counterintuitive. But well, and it still looks amazing. <laughs> so regardless, it's going to be great. So yeah. 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 But anyway, who cares about that Mando show? We came here to talk about that bad the batch. The bad show. batch. The bad batch. Because uh, we know that is the top show on Disney Plus ever. Maybe. <laughs> uh, we are we are four episodes in of sixteen. So you do the math. We're we're some fraction of the way towards the end. Uh, last week's episode, the solitary clone, was probably one of the best episodes in Star Wars animation that we've ever gotten. It was dark. It was haunting. It was meaningful in terms of what it means for Crosshair's journey and clones as a whole. And this episode was a complete 180. It was bright, <laughs> colorful, fun. There's lots going on. Some people would use the trigger word filler. I would not, but I want to see everyone's opinion on that, <laughs> considering that it might or might not move the plot along, although I don't know how people can say that without seeing the next episodes to see right. the impact it'll have in the rest of the series. But mm -hmm. definitely a different pace than we had last week. So very interesting to see this discussion. Megan, you're our guest. So as always, guest goes first. What were what was your reaction, especially considering that your first and favorite movie is episode one yes. and there's lots of pot racing there. How do you <laughs> feel about this Fast and the Furious-esque episode? Fast and the Furious. That's a great <laughs> comparison. Uh, I can't see it now. I'm biased <laughs> for sure because, I mean, it's the one it's not just in star wars it's in any type of film if you include sports in something that naturally you wouldn't connect with sports right it's gonna be mm -hmm. cool it's gonna be like a cool event to watch and I, I i've always enjoyed that so seeing this episode uh i fall into the the sinning category where i would say it's a filler at mm -hmm. this point it does feel like that but when you think of it, like in an overall sense, we we're still eight episodes away. Eight episodes, mm -hmm. twelve episodes. We still have twelve episodes left. Yeah. Yeah. How? Yeah. Hopefully, this connects to part of the, like the bigger picture of the story. So I'm hoping it doesn't become this throwaway episode and it actually mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. builds into something else. But I I absolutely loved it. And like you said, it's a more cheerful, uh, happier, upbeat episode compared to the last one, which is completely dark. Yeah. I even made the comparison of saying, like, this is an Andor-esque episode. Mm -hmm. uh, it felt more like an Andor episode than um, Bad Batch. So it was refreshing to see part of the team uh, enjoying mm. hot racing or riot racing <laughs> yeah. um, in this episode. I loved it. I I saw some people online complaining about why would you just why wouldn't you just call it pot racing? I'm just like, what? Because there's if, if on earth we have different types of racing yeah why wouldn't we have different types of racing in the galaxy and this is like you know it's even more fun than pot racing because it's basically mario kart in in space so you know it, it is. it's fun it makes yeah. sense so, because they actually know. have pew pews you know it's not they just the race they can yeah. shoot the pew -pews. Exactly. <laughs> <And> <laughs> some people racing. are just cynical. some people are just curmudgeons yeah. or just cynical yeah. just, just let there be new things in star wars anyway <laughs> nani what did you think yeah i was Originally, when it first started, I was kind of a little bit upset because I thought we were starting to lean away from the Sid missions because, mm -hmm. you know, last episode was so great. 
And then the first two episodes, even though it was a submission, we have Echo saying that they should be doing more for the galaxy. So I was like, ugh, another, it's another one, fine. It's another submission, but it's a different breakup of the team. And mm -hmm. I love that Tech got a his shot to shine, which was fantastic. Exactly. But then as soon as we go into this planet that it looks kind of dark and then it opens up into the arena and you first start to hear the noise and it's like, odd racing? what <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like welcome ride racing they actually can shoot at you and from then on i was sold it was mm -hmm. so much fun i was cheering along the whole episode not every episode has to be incredibly thoughtful sometimes it can just be fun mm -hmm. well but thoughtful and, i think it's a, there, it's a it's a point of view right because i do think yeah. there's a lot of thoughtfulness into the episode yeah. in terms of like with droids it, well, and we'll get humans, to it with like, yeah. the droid mm -hmm. and like taking the easy way out of the or using offense as defense or the opposite of that. Yeah. There's that's a lot of like meaningful stories. There's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. It's just that it's right, there's no like ramific at least insofar Not as yet. The yeah. episode. There aren't ramifications into the greater narrative. But there probably will be, as we'll discuss a little later. But sorry, mm -hmm. sorry to cut you up. No, it's fine. I just oh, I just done. thought it was great. And the music was fantastic and <laughs> it was just fun. The episode I ended it, I was I was happy. I was depressed after the end of the last episode, even though it was great. I was like really sad. And this one I was like, they made me smile. I can't be angry about this. So mm -hmm. it was a fun episode. I, it was really fun. It was a lot of fun. However, I want to see everyone's opinion on this. I I enjoyed it, although it took me a little a couple minutes to get into into the episode because it was, at least to me, it was kind of a jarring change you know in tone from like last week when we we're super you know dark and you know like i said dark and haunting and like all this uh metal drama right of everything that's happening in this post uh, post clone war yeah. so era. like really bright <laughs> all of a sudden just like yeah. you know shift like 180s like oh no never mind now we're gonna have some fun and we're gonna bring a, Mar a mantel mix here while we're you know betting on on on, on dejaric so as opposed to the first two episodes, which I think tonally still made more sense with Solitary Clone. It's like a natural progression of like, okay, we're still exploring these themes of the of the Imperial era and the consequences of that. And Solitary Clone is kind of the apotheosis of that. Uh, and all of a sudden it's just like, you know, a reverse. I felt like we needed an episode in between to kind of bridge the gap tonally, right? Between like mm -hmm. super dark and super bright. I think we needed like a, episode in between to make you know get me prepared to be happy again <laughs> uh but that's just me because uh, after after we get to the planet which i forgot the name of the planet i was i was all in i was invested i thought all the voice acting was great ernie yeah. hudson as the you got ourselves a ghostbuster also, we got yeah. ourselves a ghostbuster he was <laughs> he was hilarious i for, yeah. i forgot for the life of me the guy that plays uh, the droid uh, whatever i forgot his name uh, ben schwartz I, I, mm -hmm. I knew something like that uh, he was hilarious <laughs> in the role uh so so yeah i i i, I really loved it uh, but i want to i want to speculate right now about ramifications that the episode might have right because i i do think that there might be some yeah. plot devices and and, 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 and oh my god setup that they're doing for the rest of the season mm -hmm. especially with sid and what and what she has what it what she has to do with the bat badge and if she's going to betray them or not because at the end of the episode ernie hudson you know takes uh, wrecker omega and and tech and it's just like oh don't yeah, trust don't her. trust she's, yeah she's shady she's gonna betray you the first time she gets so obviously that's clearly set up so i want to starting with you megan what do you think it's going to happen in the, 
in the series. Do you think that there's going to be a moment where Sid is going to betray the batch? What, what do you think is going to be the consequences of that scene? I think at this point, oh, I, I would hate for her to betray the team, honestly, because uh, it would be very predictable. It would be a very Hondo thing to do, right? Because he would <laughs> throw anyone under the bus. Yeah. But I feel like everyone's expecting her to at some point, because I don't trust her. I never trusted her. Mm-hmm. And yeah. at some point, we're all expecting her to turn against the team or to rat them out or she's going to do something against them. And I don't want that to be true. I'm expecting that, but I hope I get that one thing wrong because it would be predictable and it's okay to do predictable things. This episode uh, was Mm -hmm. predictable indeed, but predictability is fine. I just would Mm -hmm. hate Mm -hmm. for her to go down that road when they've shared so much, they sacrificed so much. I mean, she's, Mm -hmm. she's been helping them, but um it's she's not doing it wholeheartedly yeah. uh it's not out of the of her heart <laughs> yeah. so i mean i feel like they have a good thing going she, she i hope she doesn't betray them but i mean i don't know what to expect honestly Nani, i have a lot you? of things wrong <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, we, we get, get everything wrong, wrong all the time, all the time. And uh, especially at the end of the episode we'll do a little segment we call responsible speculation where we <laughs> obviously you know try to predict what's going to happen and we're 90 percent of the time wrong so it's part of the fun it's part of the fun yeah um no i'm with you megan i really don't want her to go down that path especially because yeah she's always been a hustler i also never trusted her she's always had ulterior motives but this time they really went out on the limb for her and i think she's mm-hmm. even she admitted like that she's changed maybe she hasn't change that much but she's trying to and I think we are going to see a moral dilemma but I think at the end of the day I'm hoping she ends mm-hmm. up not betraying them like maybe it's gonna be like a red herring where we think she did but she didn't really I don't know okay oh but, I like I, I like that idea I like that idea because I was thinking something along those lines I think I think obviously there's going to because of what happened in this episode there will be a time where she's going to have the choice to betray them or not and I regardless of if she does betray them or not, I do think there's going to be some sort of redemption in her where she realizes that, oh, that's not who I am. I, you know, their family, you know, this is Fast and the Fury, so it's been Diesel's yeah, family. It's all about family. It's all about family. <laughs> La familia. Uh, and she's going, and she's going to, like, uh, realize that and, like, either find a way to, like, take her betrayal back or, but I, I like, I like your idea more, Nani, where, like, it would appear that she did the betrayal, thus fulfilling the prophecy of this episode. Uh, but it was actually like, you know, one of those convoluted uh, yeah. knives out schemes yeah. where it's mm-hmm. like you have to play fifth dimensional chess to realize what's going on. In the end, it was still a plot between her and Hunter or Tech or whatever to get the squad out of trouble. Mm-hmm. That would be, I think that would be really cool. Because you know, yeah, we got our betrayal, but we still got our redemption, uh, mm-hmm. which at the end of the day is what matters most on, uh, most on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which make which which again like I, I know we've been saying like how much fun the episode was but I, there were so many parallels to episode one especially with the setup of how the pot ra- uh, riot race happens especially with yeah. how it happens in episode one with the pot race where you know we have the setup with the gangster and making the bet and mm-hmm. all these things and yep. then having the the race take place but I think one of the improvements not that episode one needs to be improved upon 
Uh, but one of the improvements that the the storytelling here versus episode one does is that it has that scene between the robot and tech and the different approaches to yeah. how to win a race, which I think is very telling about how the Bad Batch operates as, as a unit versus the Empire versus the Empire versus the Rebels, where the droid obviously represents uh, the Empire. It's just like react, mm -hmm. be aggressive, and use offense instead of defense, just attack and tech which I think was the great part of Tech's character. We didn't see a lot of character development for Tech in season one, but this season he's finally getting some really cool story beats. And now he's realizing that it's not just about thinking like a droid, which mm -hmm. was how he used to think, right? In season yeah. one, but now he's kind of seeing the new ones. And the, symbol the symbolism of turning off the weapons uh, so he can divert energy to the shields and then finally just like dumping the weapons in favor of, you know, uh, a defensive speed. action. <laughs> I've got the need for speed, baby. Uh, it was very Top Gun as well. I know. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So so text text growth and strategy, especially during the race, before and during the race, was was phenomenal. So I wanted to see what you guys thought of tech and you know and and his attitude in in this episode. Megan, what do you think of tech? Tech, uh, honestly, my my two favorite characters from Bad Batch are both tech. And Omega, so really? even, even, since, cool. even since season one, yeah. yeah, from season one, from season one, that's awesome. Uh, okay. My dog, I she was like back there a second ago. Mm -hmm. We named her Omega after oh. Omega, so like, that's know, awesome. I yep. But I also love Tech because he's so mechanical about everything mm -hmm. and quirky, like the quirkiness of his commentary. Uh, I've always loved him, so seeing him get this opportunity of having the spotlight of yeah. uh, not being behind the screen or behind the computer or somewhere right. in the ship uh, giving orders. He's actually in the middle of the action. And for me, that was just refreshing to see. Uh, mm -hmm. See him there and not just be a backup to Hunter. Like mm -hmm. That's yeah. usually mm -hmm. how it plays out. So I was glad to see Hunter out of the picture yep. uh, and yeah. that tech was like, the main guy in this episode. It was exciting. It was good to see. So I'm happy he had the chance. I, I think that was a really good decision to, yeah, get rid of Hunter. Because we get like yeah. so much Hunter in season one. Yeah. And, and I think, Hunt, I mean, I, it's not that I don't like Hunter, but I feel Hunter is just like, he's just Captain Rex. You know, he's Rambo Captain Rex. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, that's whatever. That's my opinion. He's very uh, overpowering and, on screen. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You say you have you have a whole a family, right? As as Vin mm -hmm. would yeah. say, but we only get the focus on 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 one character. Well, two, right? Omega and, well. and Hunter. Yeah. But Nani, what do you what did you think about Tech? Did you like Tech, by the way, in season one? I did always like Tech, um, but I thought he was a little bit one dimensional. But that's because they mm -hmm. never really gave him the choice to do anything else. But I do always sure. like logical thinking as applied to, especially when he would have conversations with Wrecker and then he was paired mm. with him this time. And I loved Wrecker in the background being like, you're in last place, that's losing. You understand that you <laughs> need to be in the front to win. It's like, this is strategy. Yeah. No, it's losing. I mean, they're such great counterparts for each other. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought it was great how they called him the spectacled spectator, which is oh, what he has good, been yeah. the entire mm -hmm. time, you know? And this time he got his, you know, he got to shine. And I thought it was actually really funny that it was the droid that was telling him that you can't calculate everything. Calculations are not necessarily the most important thing. It has to be strategy mm -hmm. and skill. And I love that he he literally just watched only two races 
-hmm. and was doing an analysis as the race was ongoing as well. And they say, you should be trying to avoid getting, you know, bombed. He's like, I can do more than one thing at once. It's just so calm, Mm -hmm. cool, collected. And, and, and it was great. I loved it. And I love that, you know, he was kind of surprised when everybody started cheering for him because he's always so in the background. Then he had like the little smile, like, yay, recognition. Mm -hmm. So it just made me smile. It was made me really happy to see tech do that, but it's, it's a great counterpoint of talking about what is the thought behind, you know, is it calculation? Do you have to think like Mm -hmm, a droid? mm -hmm. There weren't droids in the pod racing and they didn't allow Mm -hmm. humans to do it either because they didn't have like the sense for it. Obviously Anakin did because he's the one, but it was cool to see like a bunch of these writers were droids. Mm-hmm. And they were droids with really weird personalities because Teo, we've had a lot of droids that I love, but I kind of hated Teo. He was super annoying. He referred to himself in the third person. I mean, I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> I don't trust anyone that does that. It's no, like the royal we. <laughs> so no. I thought he was kind of a dick, which I think you know. true, he was. He got his <laughs> twice, though. He, he got he got murdered twice. So first. Yeah. But he, was attacked, he regrets so nothing. First he was attacked, and then the <laughs> other one, you know, yeah. uh, run, over. One, yeah. run over. But that that was hilarious when he's a, like, he had it coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. But I do love when he's like very dramatically being like, I regret nothing. Yeah. Oh uh, uh, yeah, he did say that. Yeah, but imagine, yeah, I like, honestly, I, I kept thinking if Teo sounds like that, imagine how Chopper would sound if he were oh able because there's he were so able to personality, speak. so much energy. If he could actually speak English or whatever they call it, um, what do they call it? Basic. There's a name for it. Basic. Um, if he were able to do that, it would be scandal. (laughs) Goose hates Chopper, even without speaking. You hate Chopper. I don't hate Chopper. It's just he's not my favorite character. (laughs) He's not my favorite family member from the ghost. He's. It's a hot take. I know everyone loves Chopper, especially because he's a murderous little crazy crazy. Yeah. But yeah. but I I I don't know. I like I I like BB eight. I like R2 D2. I like K2SO. I don't like Chopper. I'm sorry. It's too much sass. It's too much sass. Yeah. Too much. It's, it's like if someone was putting a little bit of uh, adobo on, on, on what you're cooking and then the lid fell off. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> too much. But that's but that's my opinion. Anyway. Demasiado. Um, but something I wanted to say, because I, I put this on Twitter and it didn't get much reaction. So I'm I'm gonna get a reaction, damn it. And I wanted to see what you guys thought about it. Because while we were in the race, the second race, the one that tech is doing, the music was wonderful, by the way. Yeah, like in the was. in the whole of the episode, the Kiner brothers, Kevin Kiner and the Kiner brothers are doing a great job with the scoring, as they always have. Uh but during that race, I just kept getting Matrix reloaded. Uh, the highway, the highway chase scene in the Matrix Reloaded. For me, the muse, obviously not a one-to-one thing, but it gave me lots of vibes from that, from that sequence in the Matrix. Did you guys feel that, or do you see what I'm saying, or am I a lone wolf here? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, but I don't. I I would need to go. I've seen those <laughs> movies once, probably. So I oh. would need to go back and make the comparison because I love finding comparisons or. Uh, similar feelings between movies so i'd have yeah. to go back i'm definitely gonna do that but i did not think of it until you said it so 
I don't know. Rescue me. <laughs> I can't rescue you. I I saw it once I saw your tweet, but I at the time did I not will pick it convince, up. I will convince the internet if it's my if it's <laughs> the last thing I do on no, Twitter. I do I believe you now, <laughs> but at the time I didn't pick up on it. Like once I saw your post, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Because I remember once that scene happened, I was like, do you hear that? Like, do you hear those sounds? Like that sounds really cool. But I, mm -hmm. it didn't necessarily make me think of the Matrix. I just thought it sounded really. I'll, 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 too specific. I'll, I'll do something to make. <laughs> you'll it do something. See you'll what figure, I see. You'll figure it out. Yeah, see things the way I see them. I think that's the problem <laughs> with the world. People just don't see, see things, things my you... way. Mm -hmm. uh, but another symbolic thing uh, that happens in the episode, I thought was like really, really clever, was the tunnels. Right, we have two tunnels that are the easy way, so to speak, and then the mm -hmm. the forbidden tunnel, so to speak, uh, which I thought was so. It's on the nose, obviously, but I but I felt it was so relevant and poignant to like life, right? And like how we uh, traverse life and how we make choices and the paths we take, quite literally. And it's it's a it's a it's an adage. It's a saying. People always say, you know, the the hardest path is the one that has more rewards. And I think that was such a one of the and great the things. I think and the path less taken, right? And I think that's one of the great things that specifically animation does. It's kind of take those things that, you know, are very metaphorical and symbolic and kind of show them in a literal, literal way. So I don't know. Now I'm going to start with you. What do you, what do you think of, of that visual metaphor, right? Of, of the forbidden path or the hard path. I, and I thought it was gorgeously done actually, because mm -hmm. it's just like this tunnel with a giant hole in it and no faith in tech whatsoever that he can make it. And he's like, oh, if I'm fast enough, I can do this. Mm -hmm. But, but I thought it was great because everybody and then that one follower obviously one guy has to follow him to try and destroy oh, him and then yeah. falls right down the hole um because it it has to be your own decision to go down that path not just mm -hmm. follow somebody into it Ooh, so yeah. that was good yeah man. i thought that was good <laughs> that was good i wasn't thinking that way but sprinkled <laughs> a little extra um make megan any thoughts on that yeah i think uh that's one of the cool things about star wars i mean the Star Wars has a lot of cool things. But one of the cool things yeah. is that you have a show like this uh, where anybody could take something from it. And mm -hmm. uh, it could be seen as a simple racing episode, but there's so much symbolism behind everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, and we've seen it. Every animated series, one might think, oh, that's a kiddie show. A lot of people say um, yeah. these animated series are yeah. kiddie shows. Are just Their for kids. audience, mm -hmm. um, specifically designed for children and mm -hmm. a younger audience but when you look at moments like this for example anybody can take something from it and uh mm -hmm. this example of the tunnels that's symbolic and you obviously as an older audience we can appreciate that mm -hmm. it's probably not the intention and a child mm -hmm. might not notice that mm -hmm. but uh, there's a lesson there so he might not not, not see the symbols in behind the tunnels but he might see, oh, this character was brave enough to try something new. Right. I'm going to take that from there. Um, so everybody gets a little bit of something from yeah. these episodes. It doesn't yeah, matter like, like if you're five or yeah. 87, you'll, you'll yeah. find something there. I, I hope so. I mean, I think that's the really special things about Star Wars animation is that it gets to do so much more weird things that live action and get away could. with it <laughs> and, and get away yeah. with it exactly yeah. because i don't think like just to talk about rebels for a second like i don't think we would ever get any of the forced themed episodes that we got in rebels in live action i don't think we would have ever gotten 
the world between worlds or any of the temple the episodes Pergle or we, oh, the Pergle. oh my god we were never yeah. in, Pergle in live action maybe now we could because it's like okay well fans accept it yeah but like yeah. i think that has been the problem a little bit with uh star wars live action uh currently is that it's afraid to be of, weird of what exactly <laughs> of what yeah. main, the the normies right because we're all nerds we're all in the world so we, we're we, we know what's up, but we're not the majority of people watching Star Wars. And I think yeah. the people at Lucasfilm slash Disney are kind of afraid of what the general audience would accept in their Star Wars live action, which is what most people watch. And I think that's the freedom that animation has because it has yeah. like less of an audience and it's directed towards a different market that mm -hmm. is receptive to weird things because children animation has always been weird, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it can get away. It can get away with that. So... I'm very happy right now with, well, not very. I'm still a little, uh, Solitary Clone got me on a high, uh, going higher on Bad Batch, but I'm still not as high as I was with, with Andor. Uh, but I know Bad Batch will keep improving. Uh, but before we wrap up, I mean, this has been like an amazing conversation, but now we're going to the segment of <laughs> responsible, responsible speculation, speculation <laughs> uh, where we, you know, based on what we've seen so far, we try to take a stab at what what's going to happen in the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, so, so Megan, so far, four episodes in, what do you think uh, the seasons go? I mean, we, we know we're going to see Gunji at some point, uh, but where, where do you think that we're the, the wheels are spinning towards? Honestly, at this point, specifically basing this opinion on this last episode, um, there's obviously going to be a storm at some point. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're setting up the calm before the storm. Mm -hmm. uh, we need some chaos for this to oh, yeah. thrive. So I'm I'm a little bit skeptical regarding mm. regarding the writing process because uh for the last season I feel like there was a lot of inconsistency regarding the mm -hmm. writing and I based a lot of my opinion on what would be logical to me writing wise. So I'm not sure I I don't necessarily have like a strong opinion regarding the writing in this season cuz I'm not with this episode threw me off because mm -hmm. I'm not sure <laughs> the direction like where are you going with this I could assume that you giving me a single episode that I might get an episode where each of the other members of the crew gets their spotlight that mm -hmm. would be fair mm -hmm. um to get an episode like that but the one thing that I'm hoping regardless of what happens because I honestly don't know where this might go mm -hmm. um Bad Batch is very unpredictable um mm -hmm. i well, the one thing I'm hoping is that somebody dies. Somebody from the team, from, from the crew. I need yeah. that to happen. I was hoping it had happened first season, but it would have been too early because we don't mm -hmm. necessarily love them yet. I was hoping yeah. Record had died uh, last season, but they didn't kill him off. Well, now I'm hoping me. somebody dies here. So I'm a little bit scared. Responsible speculation. Yeah. What if it's yeah. tech? What if they're making us oh. like tech uh, and then they kill him off that would be terrible <laughs> but be also crazy. yes i would love it <laughs> oh my god so, okay spicy I'm spicy question happens. who would you who would you who, who do you think will die and who do you want to die <laughs> oh my god um, <laughs> i would love it if record died okay is it but that, that's who you want to die or who do you think will die <laughs> i i think Hunter will die. Interesting. Because that's, that's, that's a hot take. Yeah. We had the discussion yesterday. Um, we discussed the episode yesterday at the podcast, and 
my idea is like everyone's idea, honestly, was what if they're showing us the other members working independently and like the final goal is to let us know we don't need Hunter. We don't need this leader. We could kill him and the crew could still be together and be successful. So if we keep seeing single episodes with these characters being in the spotlight and not Hunter, when they kill him off, it won't, it will hurt us because obviously yeah. Omega is going to grieve uh, mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. so much, but um, we don't need him. So what if they kill him off? That would be like strategically and writing wise, it would be so smart, mm -hmm. but Interesting. I, I don't know <laughs> what, but I, I would love, love it, it if they, I think they're going to kill him, but I would love it if they killed Rucker. <laughs> my well, poor baby how come, how come? what did what did record do he has his uh lula i mean he's a, he's a i have lula back there uh there you go. No, he's just annoying i don't like him it's he's too much and he's so dumb and if he's our funny character i feel like mm -hmm. tech could be the funny character as well i laugh more mm -hmm. with tech and his quirkiness and his out-of-place comments um mm -hmm. than with record so mm -hmm. i feel like we could still have tech as a comic relief and then get rid of record. <laughs> I love it. It's spicy. Uh, I love it. It's That's so great. great. That's my uh, speculation. R responsible speculation. Yeah. Responsible uh, speculation. Important to make note of that. <laughs> so, Nani, we'll see. what about you? <laughs> um, I'll, now get, that I'll, you I'll get to it the up. Deadpool. I'll get to the Deadpool later, but let's go with your speculation. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's really hard to speculate. I still kind of want, because I love Omega, but they, she's becoming a little bit one-dimensional now to me because it's always mm -hmm. like the same thing. It's like, oh, let's save everybody. Oh, we have to save them. Oh, save. Like, I kind of want her to get a little bit more character development. So I'm hoping, as I've said, I think in every single episode that she meets Boba mm -hmm. and there's a change there, you know, Alpha and Omega. So I've always mm -hmm. wanted that. Mm -hmm. Um, now that Megan said that somebody kind of needs to die, I agree because I feel like they have too much plot armor. And then every time that something mm -hmm, happens, mm -hmm. you assume that they're all going to survive. And so you lose some tension. So I right. feel like if something actually bad happens to one of them, it'll increase, you know, that, oh my God, what's going to happen? Um, and mm -hmm. I would like Hunter to die, actually. I think he's my least favorite. I, I, because like you said, he's kind of a copy of, Rex. So it's a character right. we already know. We need him because he's a leader, but we've been seeing that they all have leadership skills for different areas. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And they bring different things to the table. Like basically all he does right now is be overprotective as of right now, because he used to have way more skills like before the Bad Batch. Like in season seven of Clone Wars, we saw him be more badass, but now he's just like oh, just overprotective, you know? So right. I don't know. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm usually not, you know, I, I, I hate to see characters die, but I love how, I how, how murderous we're being right now. <laughs> uh, some spiciness. <laughs> right. Because I do I, I, I do think that 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 makes a lot of sense. And, and we need to see, oh, not need to see. I think it's Star Wars yeah. and there's a lot of joy to be had. Yeah. Uh, but I, Add I think some danger. There would be a lot of gravitas right. to killing a, or a killing a character. I don't think that it would be record because he's too lovable. Uh, so I think, and I think Hunter's the main, you know, he's the main main. That's who I would kill too. Because I think his character arc is kind of complete for now. He learned how to not be the phone and be a dad and all that stuff. 
So like I'm good with him. Uh, but I think the ones that are on the Deadpool are Tech and Echo. And I hate to say it with Echo because they already killed Echo once. Yeah, I uh, know. So... And all he's been through. Oh my God. <laughs> exactly. And all he's been through. So, so that's why like, I hope that he's not on the chopping block. because No death flag there. Please kill him again. <laughs> Uh, but but I think those are the two more most likely ones if you were to save Hunter, which I can see that because you know he's the traditional hero. Hero, yeah. Uh, but I do that. I do. I, I I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing here. Let's kill. Let's kill Hunter. Let's kill uh, Hunter. <laughs> so that's so, yeah. That's 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 my contribution to the Deadpool. Uh, but in terms of like speculation, I think now, and I think it's somehow. I don't necessarily think that's going to directly tie in to the Mandalorian, because obviously Mandalorian is 30 years afterwards, more than 30 years. Uh, but we did end the show last season with the revelation that Nalase, I think was her name, was being brought to Mount Tantus. Yeah. And anyone who's read the Heir of the Empire books, that's where all the cloning stuff happened mm -hmm. uh, there. So they brought a cloner to Mount Tantus, yeah. which is known for cloning. So whatever Papa Palpatine's project for cloning thing it's happening. Maybe the beginnings were there. So I don't think that they would have presented that last season. And just leave it completely hanging. Up. Exactly. Mm -hmm. If it's not going to play a part now. So maybe that's where Gunji comes into play because the cloning we know from Mandalorian has to do with splicing with Force-sensitive blood. Uh, so maybe that's how Gunji comes in and the Bat Batch has to transport him. And Red I don't know. I just All I know is I want Gunji to be safe. He's my favorite. And I want his lightsaber. Jungling. And I want his lightsaber. God, Hasbro, just make it. Uh, I would buy that 10 times. And so I can sell it nine times on eBay. Uh, I'm uh, but yeah, Mount Tantus and kind of see, and obviously everything we already talked about with Sid and the plausible red herring betrayal. I think that's, uh, that's kind of where I would want the, well, I don't want to say one, but where I see the season going. But but we'll see. And hopefully we're not wrong because I think all of these murder <laughs> ideas were wonderful. So let's see. Let's see which 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 member which, of the batch yeah. dies. And we'll have our Deadpool and we'll see. We'll we'll put some money into it. Uh, but before before we before you wrap let's up, este, Megan, this has been such a wonderful time uh, chatting with you. Thank you so much for joining. Yep. <laughs> but before before we leave, why don't you tell us a little bit, uh, we should have done at the beginning, I guess. But why don't you tell us a little bit about Cultura Sequencial and Beyond the Force and what you guys talk over there. I mean, I know it's Star Wars, but you, know, you guys have a different flavor of what you do there than what we do here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Oh, Of course. Um, so Cultura Sequencial is like the main channel and it produces a lot of different podcasts. So uh, anything from Noob Talks and they just talk about video games and it gets chaotic um <laughs> I bet. and then the main podcast which is uh the pop culture one so that's where mm -hmm. we talk about movies and books and series and then we have the star wars one uh beyond the force and this year actually a month from now it's our second anniversary oh, as a congratulations congratulations exciting. um this past year we were at comic-con we had a panel. No, and, that's um, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, Super it was cool. exciting. Puerto Rico and we talked in the about, house. Oh I know. <laughs> I know. See, we're always representing. Um, we got to talk about the hero's journey in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. That was really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, it was nerve-wracking because you have so many people just mm -hmm. looking at you. 
um <laughs> yeah you you were at a convention as well i know um, we were at star wars celebration celebration we, right. had, we, had, we had a panel there too which was really yeah cool. i totally understand i was like insane super 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 nervous about it yes <laughs> But, but yeah, we're uh, conquering yeah. different different areas of now we need now we need another podcast to be at New York Comic Con. <laughs> right. Oh, that's a that's the crazy Comic Con, the insane, mm -hmm. the goal of all Comic Cons. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, but we've been going on for two years and we it's just three guys and I, three amazing mm -hmm. uh Star Wars fans, and we sit down and talk about the movies or the series, mostly currently running shows. Um yeah. but we I we I made the guys watch the holiday specials, yeah. and they hate me a little bit. Uh, mm. And the Ewok movies, <laughs> the Ewok movies. Those are great. Those are great. I used to love. They them. are terrible, but they're great at the same time. I don't know. They're like cringy, but it's fine. Uh, you need you must watch them anyway. So we we're trying to watch everything and talk about everything. Um, four of us have very different takes on Star Wars, so it's always interesting. Which is the, yeah, that's the best yeah. part, seeing like how yeah. we can all come together, maybe disagree, but you know, disagree respectfully and ha still having fun. Uh, exactly. While we do it, so that's great. And you know, everyone, please make sure to check them out, because as always, you know, we're diverse voices, uh, hoping that everyone we will leave all the links. <laughs> so please, please make sure to check them out. Uh, before, where can people find you? By the way, why don't you plug all those links? Wow. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram as Megan L O U U G S, and I'm just randomly reposting stuff. And then I have a TikTok account that's purely Star Wars, and you can find me as Egg Skywalker. Okay. Terrible we'll, name. We'll put, but we'll put we'll put a link to that it. as well. Okay. Oh so yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much, Megan, for joining us. This was a great conversation. We love that you loved the episode, even though it yes. was like a little incongruent in the storyline. It was still fun and for now, quiet for racing. Now. Mm -hmm. My new favorite sport. <laughs> right. Oh, wait, I yeah. want the video game. Yeah. Like, I want the oh, game. yeah. It's that coming. would be so much fun. Uh, but until next time, we are Triad of the Force. We will continue to do our Bad Batch episodes. We will be back with regularly scheduled episodes at some point, we oh, promise. <laughs> we will be watching, obviously, Mandalorian Season 3 as soon as it comes out. We are very excited. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Leave us some comments, like, subscribe, and may the Force be with you.